What you got? What you, you get? My new mic. My new microphone. You don't sound like you're in a bucket anymore. I know, man. And I got I got this nice sure microphone. I was trying to match you yours, but my, mine's different. Mine's white. I noticed that. That was nice. I didn't know that was an option. However, I didn't buy my Shure microphone. It was gifted to me from our partner in crime, Vance, uh, last yep. year. Uh, when he bought like three editions of this uh, Shure microphone. And uh, yeah. he was kind enough to give it to me like for a Christmas present. So, what, what was his twelve hundred bucks? I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> well, mine neither, but it was a good joke. Well, you, yeah. <laughs> for the audience, uh, Jaime texted me that he had gotten him a new microphone and that he paid twelve hundred dollars for it. <laughs> and I was like, my eyes bulged <laughs> out of my head. I'm like, what? I hope you didn't pay twelve hundred dollars for it. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. And, and you know what, what was interesting is I texted you and I was expecting like a, an immediate response and, and you didn't respond right away. So I, I like, there was like some anticipation building up and I was thinking he must have not seen this. <laughs> I, no, I, I was in my church group. It was Sunday night and I happened to be looking down at my phone, which was next to my foot. And we were deep in the discussion about, you know, the disciples or something along those lines. And I, all I saw was I paid $1,200 for it. And that was enough for me to pick it up and go, <laughs> what? <laughs> so no, I'm it like, was, it was. so, so I debated, I'm like, do I just start texting him right now? Like, <laughs> everybody's like looking, they're going to say, they're going to be like, uh, hello, we're trying to yeah. do a lesson here. And you're texting, and I'm like, I'm trying to stop a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> so no, it was not twelve hundred bucks. It was not even remotely that. But I thought it was going to be a good joke. Yeah, yeah, you got me the first second because you never know. I mean, somebody might you, you you go online like Amazon. Like sometimes I'll go on Amazon and I'll look for like a board game or something. Once you scroll down like a page or two from like the the, the first. Uh, retailers that pop up then you start yeah. getting some crazy prices on the sim similar items so i, I thought know. maybe i thought maybe that's might have been what have happened <laughs> you just <laughs> you just you missed uh you totally missed the the reasonable price ones and went straight for the you know the big yeah. button on somebody's site that said oh great deal yeah right <laughs> trust us <laughs> it's a great deal for us right now so. there are some mics out there that are in that range uh, pricing, but you know, those are for like voice actors and you, uh, recording artists, <laughs> professionals, you know, what, you know professionals, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, what I wish I would have actually spent a little bit more on is how do you call this? The arm, the boom. Oh the yeah. You the, put your uh, microphone on. Yeah, yeah. I got, I got a, a, a reasonably cheap one, but I bought it just because it's white. My desk is white. My microphone is white. Okay. So I said, you know, like, let's get the whole thing. Well, this thing is uh, not even worth 20 bucks. I'm constantly looking over to make sure it doesn't fall off. I hold it in a certain spot and it, it kind of keeps on tilting down. And I, like the I weight of it? Is that yeah. strong enough to support the weight of the no, microphone itself? No, it's not. And uh, just before we started, my wife was in here and she sighed. She's like, well, why don't you buy another one? I'm like, I probably will. I just couldn't find a white one. <laughs> hey and actually you're not seeing this but check this monster out it's also white oh wow all white yeah and actually you know i had i think i've mentioned this but i had recorded in the past using a different microphone i used to use a blue ball it's also white so that's uh maybe your favorite color is yeah, white color there's the absence isn't it of color. the absence of color well I figured since I got my PlayStation 5 and you can only get it white right now, I'll just get throw everything. I'll just go all the way in. So yeah, Tony, what you gaming this this week? What am I? I am I am gaming on my Steam Deck. I am playing Resident Evil Biohazard. It's like a you mean one? No, it's like seven or something like that. The one right oh. before the village. The one with like the the hillbillies. Yep, and it's in Louisiana, and yeah. like it's first person, yeah. which I don't know if I like or not. I didn't. I actually couldn't play that game. 
I um, it's very claustrophobic. It, it, isn't it? And that's the reason why I couldn't play it. I, I, it literally made my heart beat faster. Where a point where I was like, uh, uh-uh, I'm not doing this. <laughs> well, I did. I, it gave me a you know a, a scare last night. I'm not that far into it, but there was a moment when I'm like walking down the hallway and I'm like, you know, got my little flashlight up and shining in front of me, and I'm like thinking about, okay, I need to go find this item, and then I'm gonna go back upstairs, and all of a sudden something jumps out at me. And uh, I actually yelled out. <laughs> it's like <laughs> most games don't aren't able to do that, but you know, it was a it was a shock for me. Uh, Are you still in inside of the house, the main the main house? I am inside. No, I'm not even in the. I don't even think I'm in the main house yet. Maybe I am. I know you walk into a shack at the beginning. Yes, and it's basically that same building. So I don't know if that's the main house or not. Okay. Have you found your wife where she kind of oh, yeah. comes at you with a chainsaw? Oh, yeah. She's uh, she's scary. <laughs> I know. Actually, <laughs> I was at. So my wife one time was working and she, her desk was right be, right behind where I, I used to play video games, where I still play video games. And her desk is still there. Uh, and I was playing and. There's a scene right, right at the beginning where she comes out either with a chainsaw or like mm-hmm. grabs a nice pick and goes at you like, you know, Michael Myers style. And and I I dropped the controller and I'm and I said something that's, you know, not good to game radio appropriate. She turns <laughs> around like, what what are you playing? I'm like, well, this guy, you know, his wife just jumped me. <laughs> so when that moment happens in the game for me, up to that point. There's not a lot of like uh, instruction from the game about things that you need to be able to do, right? Yes. Uh, and for the most part, it's very cinematic. Mm-hmm. So when she jumps out at you or comes at you, I'm thinking, am I just supposed to stand here? I'm like, is this part <laughs> of the cinematic? Wait, is this gameplay? And she just starts attacking me, and I'm like, wait, am I supposed to run? Am I supposed to fight back? I'm just start punching buttons. Well, you and know then what next I, thing I you know, really... <laughs> the, it says across the screen, you're dead. I'm like, wait, that was gameplay? I was supposed to do something? <laughs> I was I was I was taken back when I first started playing that game because I was thinking, surely you can't be shooting your wife right now. I think that's what it was. I'm I'm thinking like there's gonna be some dialogue and there's gonna be some like yeah. No, you know what I thought? Uh, I thought it, oh, this is one of those scenes where you just have to walk around, not get killed. No, you have to take her out. My mind was confused because it was like it wasn't, it wasn't following the rules of what I was expecting it to do. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay, uh, you just said that a key word here. I think that Resident Evil Seven is very much a rule breaker in many ways. First off, it departs from the Resident Evil formula like like no other game did. Right. They they introduced a brand new lead character. I, I mean, so far they were pretty well set on Leon, Claire, and Claire's brother, whatever his name is. Yeah. All right. And third, it's a completely, I mean, what you just said is like, there's a lot of things that you're, you're thinking, no, this is not what I'm supposed to be doing. Well, guess what it is. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm having to take the game in the very small chunks make it to the next checkpoint and then turn it off and go find something else to do. Like literally I can't take, I can't, I couldn't take it. Well, the claustrophobia that I'm getting and I'm not very, I'm not a claustrophobic person, but just the movement, it's kind of sluggish Uh and a lot of parts and your, your field of vision so far, a lot of it is just spent like staring down the cone of a flashlight. It was just, it was just very confining. Which, you know, I'm sure that's what their, their intent is. But uh, still, I have to take like a break just because it's too much. I took a break from that game and never <laughs> came back. And I'll tell you why. There's there's some characters in there. I, mean, I, I, I don't know if you're there already, but there's a guy that intentionally he's a tank. And oh, this yeah. is very early in the game. Oh, yeah. Uh, empty, empty your uh, all your bullets. You know, he's a sponge. He'll kind of like go down. And then you're walking around like, oh, here he comes back again. So you have to end up having to fight, uh, not fight, hide in closets underneath desks and stuff. Yeah. And like what you said, you know, 
the field of vision kind of has narrowed. Like, do I move? Do I try to make a run for it? And I don't know that in like kind of like Outlast. That is a type of game that really makes me uncomfortable. Well, I, I beat Outlast when it first came out. Um, that was a scary. Uh, you brave man. <laughs> a lot of a lot of time spent in the dark. I mean, there was like a whole level in Outlast where like you walked around with in, in complete darkness. I think there was two levels actually. Yeah. Like there was no lights at all, and you're just kind of fumbling. And and in Outlast, your your weapon was your camera. We'll see how long I can stick with this uh, this Resident Evil. I like you bring. I'm like okay, bring me back to the third person. <laughs> like <laughs> I like that better. And they did that, right? The next Resident Evil, it's the same main character, but they went back into more of a more like a shoot 'em type of game. Well, I think there's an option. I think they updated it now um, where you can play it first person or third yeah. person. I prefer, I don't know. I just kind of feel like third person is just how it's really intended to be played. But So, yeah, so that's what I'm playing. What about you? What are you playing? You know, I have been playing a lot of Call of Duty and Marvel Snap that we kind of introduced a little bit on the on, on the last podcast. I have found both to be really addictive. I've been meaning to get back to Dying Light too because I, I have I found that to be a really cool and interesting game. But I was just overwhelmed. There's too many side quests. There's too many things to do. Modern Warfare. I can jump in for a couple hours, knock out the daily activities. You know, get some level up and then put it down. Come back the next day. Yeah. And I find it from at this season of life that I'm in. That's. That's kind of what I'm 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 best at. Like do something in short spurts versus one long sit down. Yeah, I feel you. I I uh, I just happened actually I I played Call of Duty right before we got on tonight. I had a episode one of our last episodes that we recorded processing. So I'm like, well, I'll take some time and play some Call of Duty. So yeah, I was able to jump on there for like, you know, 45 minutes and exactly what you're saying. It's like you can go out, you can knock a game of team deathmatch is like 12 minutes. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I'm, I'm just moving down the line of weapons. Like I'm doing all the marksman rifles and stuff. Yeah. And I'm just loving them up a little bit at a time. I'm enjoying that. Uh, we've had a chance to play with together a couple of different times, I think. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. So I was actually, um, let me just share this on, it was Sunday morning. And I was getting ready to go to church. Yeah, that's what it was. And there is one operator that you unlock by uh, equipping a rocket launcher and getting two in-game kills. It's really hard to get these, to, to achieve this, to get this operator. So I thought, oh, you know, this, the easiest thing to do is to jump on into one of those mini wars because the match time is extended. Right. So I figured, okay, I have more time to get these two the, to complete the objective so i'm playing and finally i got the, the objective because it was like so hard to to get to get honestly and then i'm playing and i'm thinking okay i need to be going to church and i'm playing and i'm <laughs> playing well the, the match doesn't end <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm like trying to jump in front of like enemy tanks to get killed give the other team points you know because uh-huh. <laughs> I, I was like i need i really need to be going now <laughs> Right. Um, Is that why I didn't see you at church on Sunday? (laughs) (laughs) You saw me late. (laughs) So, yes, it was it was one of those that I was like, I I thought this was going to be fast. And it was not. (laughs) It was not fast. So let me ask you, do you have a favorite map? Yes. Okay. so I've mentioned this before. The one where you're like at an international port of entry crossing over from what seems to be. Mexico into the U.S. and I say it seems to be because I think when the animation starts, people are saying in Spanish, "Don't shoot me." Mm-hmm. Um, there's stuff that's that reads in Spanish while you're there. You know the the scenery is just right. I, I love the fact that there's not a lot of verticality to that level. It's more like you know find a hiding spot, move around cars, uh, find an opening, get a target. Right. So it's I've enjoyed that because there's levels where. There's buildings, there's outside areas, there's second floors, and it's just harder to find somebody. 
I, 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 I've told you, I, I miss Shipment uh, from Call of Duty Vanguard. Yeah. Because that, that one was like very close quarters. Right? Oh, yeah. You, uh, that's you very just, close, like fighting in your right. living room. Right. And then I, I really used to like that map, and I'm missing something like that in Modern Warfare 2. Well, I think that they have Shoot House coming back on the 16th. So uh, and that's like, that's like, a that was a favorite from Modern Warfare. Like two days from now? Yes. Today is the fourteenth, so in two days. So we'll see. Um hmm. I think I saw that in the game updates um when you first log in. But uh, yes. that'll be exciting because that's a that's a good map. Um what's your least favorite? <laughs> Anything that's got the second floors in it. So most of them. <laughs> yes. You know, the, the actually the the one that I've I find least interactive is the one where there's like some water that you can go and swim underneath, get to the other side, try to ambush people, but most of the time you get you know, you get taken out because you're swimming. Yeah, that's the hydro it's hydro something, I can't remember what it's called. But yes. yeah, it's got a whole bunch of different Areas where you can jump into the water and you you can like there's like caves and stuff that you're yeah, swimming through and then you then you pop up the other side. Yes, doesn't work that great though if there's a UAV up. <laughs> Somebody's just waiting for you when you come back. I was playing that map, so I've jumped in the water a lot of times on that map, and I don't think most people realize you could do that mm-hmm. for a long time, right? So it's like. When I like the second time I played, I realized, hey, I wonder if you can jump in the water. All right. Yeah. So, jump in the water, and I, I figured out all the traversal that you could do underwater. So, I was playing the game, and nobody else, I've not encountered any other player, you know, while I'm doing that. Well, the other day, I jumped in and I saw the shadow pass me as I'm underwater, and I stop and I look. It was another player, and they stopped. And they looked, and we stared at each other for a second, and then he sh- we shot. He and he <laughs> he killed me. You both were like, I've never seen anybody else down here. So that was the first. But uh, yeah, I could see uh, that. I mean, that map is just yeah, definitely just okay. In my, I, it's not one of my favorites. Right. It's sure. just that there's nothing that makes it be like really, really fun. Right. I don't think that there's been a. There is a standout map, like just uh, like uh, Black Ops. You know, you might have a uh, slums. I love that map, slums or uh, uh, jungle. And this, for me, the my favorite map I think is Embassy, just because it's to me it's like even though you have a second floor, you have like three separate buildings actually, and they all have second floors and stuff. Um, to me, it's like oh, it's I know not which one this is. Map. Yes. Yeah, it's not it's a where, huge it's map. Where there's like two buildings facing each other. Yeah, so it's not it's not overly large. It's easy. It's easy to find the enemy for the most part. You know, it's probably my favorite map I've played. The one I hate the war- most though is the one that's on the racetrack. Yes. Ugh, I cannot stand that map. One, yeah. it's at nighttime, and I'm, it's interesting that there's not any like dynamic daytime day night cycles and stuff like that like i think it's in previous ha, versions has there of, been any in the la- the last two call of duties maybe not on initial release but i know that the previous modern warfare the one before this one th- they had that sometimes um, it would be daytime on the map and then other times it would be nighttime because you know you have like a lot of infra- uh, infrared optics and stuff like that so it's like you have a chance to actually utilize it across multiple maps, but I don't think it was an initial feature of the maps when they were released. It was something that they they added on uh, as the game was out. Um, so I'm I'm thinking that we'll probably see that uh, in future uh, updates. But uh, that racetrack one, man, it's I don't know. There's there's too many. Uh, areas where you people can cut through like the garage mm-hmm. the car garages mm-hmm. and yeah. like and you can't see them because there's those garage doors are halfway down yes i can't stand that map <laughs> <laughs> they, they're blocking the field of vision in so many different areas it's like there's no unless you're 
running down the backside of the garage where the cars come out, where there's a straightaway. I think there's like one vehicle that's kind of catty corner to the garage. Um, yeah, there's like a race car, isn't there? Yeah. And then, yeah. uh, then there's like a middle area where there's, there's some offices and stuff. But, um, yeah, there's, it's dark. It's nighttime. There's this constant drone of race cars in the background. And then people just zigzagging in and out of the garage, uh, the garage, yes. uh, the garages. So it's like, it's hard to get a feel from where anybody's at. So my least favorite map. Uh, you know, let's, let's see what, what new content drops. Now, I have to admit something to you. I gave you a hard time about this about two weeks ago, maybe three, about the campaign. Okay. So I started playing the campaign. And I don't know which mission it is, but the one where they're in Las Almas, and it's like right at the border between the U.S. and Mexico. Right. That's where I grew up, man. Not in Las, <laughs> Al- not in Las uh-huh. Almas, but, you know, that yeah. was I, I grew up in a border city just like that. Yeah. A lot of the things that the guys say in Spanish, the the words are right, but the guys haven't they don't have a Mexican accent. Mm-hmm. I I think the guy speaks more like a like somebody from Spain accent. Right. Again, he's saying the right words cuz there's like some unique unique expressions that are used. Again, not good to game radio appropriate. but but the accent is completely way off i mean like way way off yeah i mean for me i would not be able to tell and speaking of jump scares there's one particular scene where you're going into it's either a mobile house or or somebody's house like right in that sequence Mm -hmm. somebody just like jumps out of a closet and starts shooting and 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 i'm thinking and you know and they're telling you the game's telling you don't shoot civilians. Don't shoot civilians. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm in a house. No, but nothing's going to happen. And then, boom, somebody jumps at you. I'm like, what? <laughs> right. All the civilians have guns, too. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that civilian, he's okay. <laughs> right. I had to restart like six, half a dozen checkpoints because I shot the civilians yes. going through. Because they all have guns. <laughs> yeah, right. And, 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 and it's like you have to just make sure that you have to see an active gun. <laughs> Otherwise, right. he's off, he or she is off limits. And, and did you I, finish I'm, that I, mission? I did. I'm fine. I finally made it to the spot where I'm sniping people. And it's and it's like, oh, there's three people standing there. Make sure you, you do a a shot where uh, you take out two at the same time. It's the and, map with the lighthouse. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how far I am in the campaign, but I, I, you know, you know, the only reason why I'm doing this is just to get the operators. That's, that's the only thing I've, I ever do in the call of duty games. I'm like, what do I need to do to unlock any operator? That's not locked behind a pre-order bonus or a season pass. Right. Yeah. Um, I have actually have not finished the campaign yet because I've been so engaged with the multiplayer. Yeah. And I don't particularly think that the campaign is all that great. The story is just not there. The graphics are cool. Um, the graphics are very good. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't... Uh, the actual story is not that, uh, wait, wait, that interesting. So I gave you a hard time for playing the campaign. Uh-huh. And now the roles have flipped because now I'm playing the campaign and you're not. <laughs> yeah, I'm. well, I mean, I was trying to get the campaign done before the multiplayer dropped and then that didn't happen. So, and then, mm-hmm. you know, so now I've just been in playing the multiplayer. Now I almost started it back up the other day, the campaign. But then I was like, ooh, I, I'm, I'm so close to leveling up this gun. So, yeah, that's 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 me too. And, and I'm actually somehow, I don't know how I'm getting like uh, XP tokens every week. And I think it's because I have a phone app that's the Call of Duty phone app on my on my mobile phone. Uh-huh. Which by the way, don't install. It worked it worked great with uh, Black Ops uh Cold War. It yeah. worked great with Vanguard. I don't think nobody's updated it to keep up with uh modern warfare. Like you could track your stats and any long story short. 
because I have that, I get like a weekly token for double XP. Okay. So I'm just like, all right, I ha- I have half an hour. Let me do whatever I can to just level up my character, uh, unlock operators, or level up guns. But yeah, I feel like they've been very stingy with their stuff. Like, there's no, they haven't. I haven't seen any double XP weekends or anything like that. Like, like there's there's yeah, no, that's there right. hasn't that's been right. anything really. It's like it's weird. Um, I guess I just feel like, oh, you know. See, and that's something that when I was playing um, Dying Light 2 a mere three weeks ago, this is like right around the time uh, of Halloween. They were actually, in, in, and I started playing Dying Light 2 right, like, let's say another three weeks before Halloween. And there was like a lot of activity saying, hey, community members, if the whole, if, if you, if globally we can get up to like 15 million zombie kills, I mean, it was like some ridiculous number. Yeah. Everyone gets a reward. Uh, if, if you as a player get a thousand and I'm just starting to play this, right? I have no idea. I, there's no way I can do this. If you can get a thousand, you get some reward. And in the very first weekend that I put that disc in is exactly what you were saying. It was a double XP weekend uh, you know, level up your character faster. I had no clue how to do anything at that level at that point, but it kind of helped me out bring my character, you know, up to speed a little bit quicker. And for Halloween, they did the same thing. They're like, hey, there's a special infected out there. Find them in the same thing. They're doing things to keep people playing. I guess Call of Duty realizes they don't need to do that and people are still going to be playing. I mean, I'm still playing. Me too. Yeah. So uh, what else? You, you said you played uh, Marvel Snap. Marvel Snap. Yes, yes, we talked about this a little bit last week. So I've really gotten into it in the last couple of days. One, I love the production quality on the cards and the music I know the artwork, in the background. The artwork. And, and when you play a card, have you noticed that there's like different effects for the cards? Yeah. If you move, for example, Hawkeye, as you're moving your finger across your phone, you're like shooting arrows. Cyclops, you're like shooting, you know your i-beam ant-man i was at some point at when i first moved him i was like am i wait am i even moving the card because the card shrinks right i mean it's really hitting all the right beats for if you're yes. a marvel fan man this feels this this feels like marvel you know um mm-hmm. and you can play it on your phone or your pc or whatever i've been playing mostly on the phone outside of some connectivity issues it's been great on the phone I've been like knocking out like 30 or 40 uh, games the last two days. And I'm I'm like, oh, man, my collection level. And we talked about the show. My collection level was 30. Then I asked you how much yours was. How much is your collection level? Uh, let me get you the right number. It's 258. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot. But 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 that. I was looking at the numbers. So, so far, based on the cards that they've released, that only gets me at the beginning of what they call pool two. So that means I've done, I've gotten all the cards that I could have gotten throughout the first pool. So now I'm starting to see the pool two cards. Yes. Well, I guess I'm not even anywhere near that point then. And my collection is grown steadily and they do a really good job of that. You know, just playing games. And upgrading the cards gets you new cards. Yeah. Now, you know, I, I really have had a lot of nostalgia with this game because back in the early 90s, as a young kid, I, me and a friend used to collect uh, training cards. And, and back in the day, it started with Marvel Masterpiece, Marvel Fleer Ultra, Marvel Masterpieces. Then there was like an X-Men run, a Punisher run, a Spider-Man run of like top uh, upper deck cards. Yeah. And, you know, I still have those collections back at my mom's place. And you couldn't do anything at the time. You just collected them. And it was like, hey, I found this really weird card and a rare card. And people would like try to trade you cards to get it. And you'd be like, no, this is mine. Um, but, but now it's like, hey, I'm. I'm reliving the experience of collecting cards in a digital format, let's say. The artwork is just amazing. You can get variants of it, all the cards. 
And some of them are like baby. Some of them are just like another type of art art style, yeah. which I've, I'm finding I'm finding really appealing. And now, you know, back in the day when I was collecting all these, you couldn't fight cards against each other. Now they're 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 finding ways to make each card unique so you can play it against somebody else and really be the best person to manage your resources and take over three different zones. There was a series of trading cards that came up came out in the US and I think they were the 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 Marvel masterpieces. Pepsi in Mexico when I was growing up basically bought the rights so that they could like redistribute the, those those same exact cards. Um, if they had any text on the back, they simply rewrote the text so that it was in Spanish. Right. And they were called Pepsi cards. And they did Pepsi cards with the the Marvel masterpieces. And then there was like a DC masterpieces. And guess what? Maybe a year or two later, there was like Pepsi cards run too. And so, you know, you would have to go and buy a very specific size of Pepsi bottles yeah, and take the bottle caps to the store and, you know, give them five bottle caps plus some money and you would get a little pack of cards. Trading card collecting hobby runs deep in, in this one. Yeah. The only thing about most of the digital card games is the fact that, uh, like, you can't trade the cards. You know, they yeah. kind of like binded to you uh, forever yep. <laughs> or to your account. The collectible aspect. Yes, it's collectible. And as you're gaining the cards, but it's like you're stuck with the cards that you got. Like you can't, <laughs> you can't say like you have, like you got say, uh, for example, you know, we'll just say Iron Man uh, from the third movie, whatever difference that is. And I have like, are the other Iron Man, and I can't get a hold of that particular Iron Man, but I know that you got it. I'm like, hey, can I trade you Wolverine for that Iron Man? You know, there's nothing like that. And no, like, you have that in the physical world, but in the digital world, they, they don't have it set up to work that way. So, 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 Tony, you bring up a really good complaint that I have about Marvel Snap. It's Marvel Snap. If you play it, it's it's the the phrase I use today is that it's quick, it's addictive, but it's flawed. And 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 here's my opinion why. For all the good things, all the right all the right things that it does, there is no straight up way to get cards. And and I think that's kind of what your what your point is. Um, once you start getting into the the first, second, and third pool of card collecting, it's completely randomized. Right. So I think only the first starting starting cards, everyone starts off with the same thing. So you have to like work your way up and then eventually you're going to get some cards that are unique to you, but maybe somebody else who's made it to the same point that you that you have didn't get. So first off, there's no way to say, hey, I'll trade you a Wolverine and a Carnage for your Venom. There's You can't do that. But the other complaint that I have is exactly what I just explained is that there is no other way to get cards other right. than just to grind. There's only been two cards that have been sold as part of the season pass. And, you know, maybe it's your reward for buying a $10 season pass. And one of them was Miles Morales, which the card didn't seem all that great. The second one was Black Panther, which was really well-timed with the movie, of course. And it's it's a good card, but I don't think it's a $10 card for something I can't really do anything with right. in the future. The lead, I think the lead designer from the, for this game is a carryover from Hearth, Hearthstone, uh, that digital card game, uh-huh. which was a, like a trailblazer in the digital card game arena. We'll just say that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is a great game if you've played Hearthstone. It's a great game. Uh, in that game, you acquire cards. You can acquire cards by just playing, and they'll give you packs of cards. Uh-huh. Right? Uh, and if you have duplicates of cards, you can. You don't even have to have duplicates. If, if you have a unique card, you can do it too. But you can break those digital cards down to 
like a dust. And if you have so much dust, you can trade that in for a specific card that is available uh, in their card catalog, basically. Ah. So if you uh, if you destroyed enough of your own cards, of duplicates or whatever, you could turn around and get the one card that you wanted. Or you could just buy a whole bunch of packs and get uh, trying to get the card that way. Or um, the packs came in with different card levels, like your common, uncommon, rare, and whatnot. Whenever you break uh, one down uh, of a certain level, it would give you a certain amount. And the highest level card would be like a legendary. Well, if you got a bunch of legendaries, you could break them down and then turn around and make the legendary that you needed. People just bought their way to the best decks. Yes, and 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 that's that's something you have to admit, right? You you if you make it a a way that you can buy stuff, everyone's gonna have everything. So I don't know if if Marvel Snap is what their what their roadmap is uh, for competitive play, and almost all these type of games always have some sort of competitive play uh, yeah. that's serious. I'm talking like tournaments for money and and, and I, stuff like that. You know what? I don't think I don't think you're going to do that with Marvel Snap because it has a very big element of randomness. Because every time you play a match, you have three zones, and these zones are random. And so, let's say if you go into a tournament, you could potentially, you know, be the better player. Just have the zones that don't synergize with your deck but synergize a lot better with your opponents right so and here's so the deal how, how, how do you but prove that this, you this this is my take on that what you just brought up so what is unique to this game versus other digital games that i've seen is the locations that you're fighting over uh-huh. right so you have the three locations and i think uh some of the terminology that's being used is three lanes Right, I like Call of Duty. Three lanes. So there are cards that can Scarlet Witch, right? Scarlet Witch can change a location. If mm-hmm. you don't like a location, if you have Scarlet Witch, you can play Scarlet Witch, and it will change the location or, to a random or location. Rhino. Yeah. So there's Rhino several cards that can it. manipulate yeah. the locations. That can be a part of a strategy if if you want to build a deck with that strategy in mind. Yes. Now, most competitive play is going to be ter- determined by whatever meta, meta uh, is in place. Mm-hmm. Now, I noticed when I was playing the other day, uh, they just released the Wakanda. Yeah, Wakanda season, Warriors. Which is you know, in line with the Wakanda Forever movie that just came out, right? So was it yes, wasn't today, it was yesterday. Yesterday, I kept getting you know, how they do the tip of the day, mm-hmm. right? So in the tip of the day, they were doing during so and so season. You're going to see more of this location, yeah, like right. Shuri's lab or something, right? So I kept seeing that first basic Wakanda location coming up, right, in the games I was playing. Like it literally came up in every other game. And to your point, it's like in a competitive environment, they can change whatever they like to 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 meet whatever criteria they want to set for a particular season, particular event, tournament, or whatever. So you just say, hey, we know that we're going to have a tournament called the Battle for Wakanda, and there's a 33% chance that this particular Wakanda location is going to come up every single time. Then would the people that are going to be playing in that tournament know that they need to plan around that fact? right? So uh-huh. because it's digital... And that's the great thing about digital is they can literally make adjustments on the fly. They can change how, uh, whatever they need to, to fit whatever uh, they want to do. So if they want to make Wakanda locations come up every game and you have to play around that, then they can. So as long as it's spelled out. Yeah, and you know, then it, advance, does it come out on, on on turn one, turn two, or turn three? Right. Well, yeah, that that you might not know, but but you might know. It's just because right. they the tournament organizers could actually be very transparent and upfront about you know this is exactly what's going to be 
appearing in this tournament and it's yeah. going to create or, a meta or they could right? say hey i think there's like something like how many different zones like 50 maybe yeah, i made it's like that 50 number. something right and you know maybe they can be very clear and be like hey out of these 50 we're going to limit this tournament to th these 20 right something where you're like okay i don't have to worry about this horrible zone right exactly so uh it's kind of like uh in Call of Duty, where you can do a private match and you can change the rules to whatever you want. Like, if they make that available in a future update, where if you're putting yeah. tournaments together, you yeah. can set the rules up however you like. Um, like, you can ban cards, or you know, nobody can play with this uh, Odin. Like, Odin is banned. Right? <laughs> they, they do that in, in other different car, trading card games. Like yeah, so they they ban cards every yeah. every season, right? Or right, and and sometimes they unban cards because now the new meta is stronger than what those cards right. would have done. And that know, and, and that and that and that is the thing uh, in the, like uh, traditional cards in physical realm is you have what you know what's called power creep, where yep. the cards are slowly. You know, there's only so many different combinations of things you can do with the cards, you know. Yep. But so they eventually, after so long, start getting more powerful and more powerful. So yeah. then they have to start banning whole sets and, or, or, uh, or collections that you can't even play with anymore. Yeah. Uh, but like with Hearthstone, like they just changed the card. Like everybody that has Odin, you know, he and he has this ability where he was it gives doubles the reveal on reveal effects for every card yep. in that location they could literally just say doubles one re on reveal effect for a card oh so, so so it's the same card but they alter the effect that it could have right and because it's digital they could literally push a button and it that's, happens to that's everybody's a way to card. keep it fresh yeah right because now maybe a card that was pretty overpowered that that was your your boss card gets you know nerfed yeah. in a way that you're like all right i have to find a different strategy right so yeah the, yep. the, the ability the ability to change like morph the rules and the 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 realities of the card game in real time almost that's what's great about the digital but it still sucks that you just on the collectible side of things you know, it's not as so, cool so as to, physical. To me, my complaint, as I, as I said before, is that there is only one way today that you can get cards. That's yeah. one complaint that I have. My second complaint is that I wish that there could be a replay or, or like at the end of a match, like, hey, do you want to store this just to, to show it off to somebody? Um, because, and I showed you this, Tony. I've played against Ralph Macchio. The Ralph Macchio. Ralph Macchio. The Ralph Macchio. <laughs> yes. For those of you who are wondering who Ralph Macchio is, that, that is the Karate Kid. And let's just say I, I crane kicked him to the face this time. So I was able to take snapshots and whatever just to prove that it was Ralph Macchio. But I don't have the gameplay to, to, to show how bad he lost. And you were playing on the phone? Yes. So... I actually have an app on my phone that allows me to record as I'm playing oh, games. Yes. I can't remember what it's called, but I, I made screen sure that's yeah, screen <laughs> capture of some sort. Uh, so uh, there's that because I had a fantastic match today against uh, some random person. I don't know who it was, but it wasn't Ralph Macho, was it? No, it was not. Okay. But literally, like, two of the locations were, like, one was, like, every card here is minus three power. And then the other one was, if you play a card here, the card is destroyed. Yes. <laughs> so, it was, like, only one viable location. And it was, you know, it's like, how am I going to, like, how are you going to win two locations? It's like. So it was just like, okay, I got to keep, like, if I can seek, I have like a, what do you call them, Nightcrawler? Like, I just yeah, need to you sneak can, you can move Nightcrawler over. over to yeah. the, uh, 
the location where it destroys cards. Or, or if you have Mr. Fantastic, put it in the spot adjacent and Hell he kind of yeah. gives you a power boost. Yep. Or, you want to put him in the middle so you get both locations on either side. That's, that's usually two. where you got to put him. Or, or you drop Colossus and Colossus can't be destroyed. If you have See, Colossus. Well, yeah. I mean, so that's what I'm saying. There's strategies around what you can and can't do, right? So that's why I was saying, like, you're, you, the way that you build your deck, if you know what zones are going to be not showing up, could be very altered. But but I guess I guess what I'm hearing here is that we're both really enjoying it. We're finding it that it's fun, that there's things that you can do with this. So does it have the Tony seal of approval? Um yeah, it does. I mean, if you're looking for a satisfying card game, definitely. Yeah. Because the the three location um dynamic uh, or element or you want to call it is pretty unique. Um in, in this in this type of game so it's like i haven't seen it done before it, keep, it and, keeps in a it digital fresh. in a digital way i've actually seen it done in a physical way but not with three locations at mm-hmm. once mm-hmm. Um, the game of thrones collectible card game um, say what the game of thrones collectible card game. yes um it came <laughs> out years ago <laughs> came out years ago and i have i have that game um you have uh you have two different things uh, well you have uh locations right uh-huh. that you could play um and then there's also like themes and quests and stuff that you can play uh that can change how the 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 turn goes like the location can change literally every turn um but so you had to be like adaptable based on okay. um what was being played so by the right. like both players would play like a location um and like well, it was determined by the initiative like there's an initiative number but regardless yeah. um and, and- so I said this at the beginning of the podcast. If I can get something that I can play in like five minutes and have a blast, you know, I'm going to do that. And this is, this, this certainly fits that, that appetite. Right. Right. And that is no. another positive is you're not stuck in a match with somebody for 20 minutes. Mm. Um, having to suffer through some slow play or some crazy card effects that take forever for them to pull off while you're just sitting there waiting for that to happen. And you know, you're not going to be able to win because there's so much craziness going on. Like yeah. you could literally retreat out of the match too, which is great. Yeah. Like, Oh, I'm yeah, done. you can, um, but you, have, have you snapped? And <laughs> I don't mean that in a bad way. <laughs> I, I I have. I was going to ask you the same question. Have yeah. you snapped? How Absolutely. much have you snapped? Um, you know, I, I, have. I, have, I have snapped, yes, several times. See, see, see the, the snap mechanic is something we, we haven't, neither of us have talked about. But it is that poker element right. of, of, you know, I'm all in or I, I call, right? Right, yeah. <laughs> so the max that you can go up to is eight eight cubes or power cubes or whatever they're called. So I have snapped and I've been snapping a lot so that I can, sometimes I actually am just bluffing and I am like literally saying, I hope the other guy doesn't call my bluff <laughs> because I am going to lose this match. <laughs> uh, but that's actually how I'm actually keep on leveling and getting more currency to you know rank up my cards. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've if, snapped when I've felt I was in a position of strength. Uh, I have yet to snap as a ploy to try to trick my opponent into thinking that I'm oh, definitely in a position oh, of winning. Oh, I, I've opened <laughs> up a horrible hand and turn one and been like, snap. <laughs> <laughs> well, I get that backfire, you know? Yeah, it, it has. <laughs> a lot. 
because you can actually go down in your rank, right? In your season rank. Yes, you rank. can. Mm-hmm. Uh, because when you lose, you lose the progression of so, your season ladder. So, so here's so here's here's the, the the math behind it, right? If you if both players play and somebody wins, let's say that you win, you win two cubes, right? But if you lose, you lose one cube. If one of the two players snaps, you potentially win four or potentially lose two. So sometimes I'm like, okay, can I risk losing two? Yeah, right. So I'll snap. All right. But that's when, but when they call my snap, I'm like, oh man. <laughs> so what I was telling you earlier, when I hit that level 20 progression in the yeah. season, and it all of a sudden there was a change in like the quality of the players I was going up against, or I want to say necessarily say the quality of the players. Hey, can can I tell you something, Tony? What's that? Pool one cards start at level eighteen. So that tells me that you were actually with the the point that you're saying is when you actually were at the level that you started playing with people that had brand new cards that you were just being exposed to. Right. So, um, I, I immediately started losing and people started snapping every yep. game. Right. Yep. And I was losing like at minimum four. Right. It's like, um, wait, you only lose four. If you, if you actually respond to their snap, Oh, I responded. Of course I responded. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I got this. I got it. Two I seven this. all in. I lost like, you know, half a dozen in a row. I'm like, my, <laughs> and my rank went from like 21, almost 22. I was, that was just close to 22. And then the next thing you know, I'm sitting back at 18. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Like, I got to do something, so I had to. I I went back to the drawing board and I shelved the two decks that I had been using, and I looked at all the cards I had, that I had acquired over the last day and a half, and I pieced together something with a little bit more umph to it. Yeah. Uh, so I, then I was able to turn that tide back. So now I'm back up to where I was, but um, yeah. <laughs> you could definitely tell that you know that drop off sudden drop right. off there right but, right no i am actually i'm actually quite um quite happy with this game i you know it's a uh, it's it's fun I'm, i think i'm gonna be playing it a little bit longer i i man i am a huge huge spider-man fan i want to i want to make a sinister six deck um so that's actually the motivation for me. I I need to get to that point. Uh, so far, I've only got Rhino, Craven, and what's the red guy's name? Carnage. Okay. But I got a couple more. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Yeah. Yeah, definitely a good game. Um, and and it's hey, play. And here's here's what I'm gonna say. You know, if Ralph Macchio, if you're listening and, and you want a rematch, you know, we, I'm I'm I'll take you down again, bro. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> There's no way of setting up a direct match with anybody. You just have to like wait for the randomness to bring you back together. That, but but by the way, that is coming. They they've they've I've seen a, a announcement saying that that will be coming by December, where you will be able to challenge. Uh, people you know now there's got to be a catch right because otherwise people are going to start challenging somebody that is in their favor because they know that they're going to win or throw the match mm-hmm. and people are going to start cheating so right. i think they're going to have to do something to keep that clean uh but i'd like to see how that happens but that that feature is coming Right. So yeah, you Mr. can play Mar- a friendly Mar- game. Yeah. Um, uh. All right, so let's let's move on to our our predictions segment. Yes. Yep. So 
uh, it's the holiday season. Yes. And we're just a couple of weeks away from Thanksgiving and Black Friday. Do you do much Black Friday shopping? Every year, I give myself $100. Oh, yes. The $100 Black Friday. The $100 Black Friday. And with $100, how much? How many games can I buy? I mean, think about it. For regular priced games throughout the year, and you know, I bought uh, a physical copy of Call of Duty a couple of weeks ago, which was a terrible decision. And it's a terrible decision to buy from GameStop. Uh, I, that was 70 bucks. So if I get, you know, think about it. If you give yourself a hundred bucks, normal prices, that's a game and a half. Right. Ish. Um, so every year I give myself a hundred bucks and I'm, and I try to, you know, look for the best deals around and I end up buying four, sometimes five games with that amount. And I'm, I'm, and I'm like, looking at hey walmart's got this for 25 target's got this for 20 i'm going to target Mm -hmm. so the so the game is what games do you think are going to go on sale and well let's let's start with that (laughs) okay so i've made my prediction earlier that i thought that gotham knights would go on sale how far, how much on sale? $29. I'm thinking $30. Yes. $29.99 for Gotham Knights. All right. Here's, here's a prediction that I have. God of War is not going to see any sales because it's brand new, right? Nobody. And it's got a war. Right. Call of Duty is probably going to see a $10 markdown. No more. Maybe 15 if, you know. The stars and the moons align. But Sonic Frontiers is one that I'm looking out for because my son is a huge Sonic fan. Yep. I think Sonic Frontiers is going to be selling higher than Gotham Knights. Yeah. I mean, it just released right this week, right? Yes. Two weeks from now, that'd be awfully soon for a substantial price drop. I I suspect that it will. All right. What what else can we can we expect is going to be you know reduced in price? Maybe Resident Evil Village. Uh, games that are already fairly discounted, uh, like Resident Evil Village. Yes. Uh, last year, did it ever get down to twenty nine ninety nine? It got it got very close because I picked it up. Right, and I would have not picked it up if had it not gone, you know, at a reasonable price. Right. Uh, I think it uh, it will be between fifteen and twenty dollars this year. I'm thinking twenty. I, I, I agree. I agree because it's it's older. It's older than a year. Um, expect some huge markdowns on games that have been out for a while, like Marvel's. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, which, by the way, is a great game. If you haven't played it, do yourself a favor. Don't sit on it. It is a fun game to play. Uh, Spider-Man, for sure. They're, you know, that game's been out for several years now, and they, they're they still selling it. Right. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I can see... Uh, I can see 15 for Guardians of the Galaxy. And, mm-hmm. and yeah, for sure, Spider-Man. Um, Miles Morales might come in at twenty dollars. Um, actually, here it is. I was I'm just pulling up my phone. I picked up last year Resident Evil Village for nineteen ninety nine for PlayStation Five. That was the actual Black Friday though. That was like a one day thing, right? With a steel book. Nice. Right. So I am that, and and actually, Sonic Colors Ultimate had just released, similar like Sonic Frontiers is going to be right now, and I picked that up for twenty bucks as well. So um, that just tells you how much how much these these will drop. Yeah. So for Friday itself, definitely, mm-hmm. um, you could see a big big. Cost savings. 
you know what we should do? We should like come up with a, a, a you know, a fake $100 and say, these are the games I would have bought with a hundred bucks. Okay. Yeah. Expect, ex, you know, FIFA 2K23 and FIFA soccer. FIFA, those, NBA. Those always, they always get some, some type of, you know, price cut on them. Because they have to be pushing multiple copies of those because they, they come up with a new one every year. Oh, yeah. Um, the one yes. I'm waiting for, but I haven't seen it, is Ratchet and Clank, A Rift in Time. Is that the right name? A Rift Apart? I think it's a, a Rift something. I don't remember the exact name. Yes. And, and you know... I, Tony, like two years ago, you told me, man, this game, after the halfway point, it looks like a big cinematic adventure. It's like a CGI movie. Right. And I am like still like, I need to see this. I don't want to spend, I mean, because again, Sony's first, first party games are mostly good. Some of them do see price drops, but that one, I have not seen it. And I've been keeping an eye out for it. Right, yeah, they don't. Yeah, they don't put their stuff on sale that heavily discounted. Like The they Last of Us is like twenty nine dollars for years. You know, I think I think The Last of Us too. I recently saw this week for something like super low, like ten bucks maybe. Wow, Last of Us. Let's see what my uh, what my sources say. Ah, uh-huh. Wow, Last of Us Part One, fifty nine bucks. Oh, the 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 remake. Yeah. So that's down. It's what typically. Oh, here it is. The Last of Us Two was on sale for ten bucks yesterday. Oh wow. Yes. Well, if you haven't gotten that game, definitely. You should buy it. Well, that well, it's expired now. No. Yeah, I'm, again, I'm always trying. By the time most people hear this episode, it'll be we'll be <laughs> it, it'll be way too late for that. <laughs> right. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. I always look at look around. I'm like, oh yeah, this is on sale. Go buy. <laughs> I mean, I I told you right, Ghost of Tsushima too, or not too. Director's cut. I've bought that for like seventeen dollars, and it had like. Not been more than a, uh, maybe one month or two months since they had released when I bought it. Yeah, and and that's just because if you buy physical, it's always cheaper. Trust me on this. Oh yeah. Plus, you get that steel case. <laughs> it's, it's that was so true. Until Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. <laughs> Don't buy the physical. Just just do yourself a favor. Buy right. the digital. That's the only one ever that I've said that about. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. You, you That still case is going to haunt me forever. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Kina, Bridge of Spirits Deluxe Edition. I know you spoke highly of this game. Very good game. It's on sale currently. It was it's on sale for twenty five bucks. That's, I think twenty five is within my my breaking point. Oh, did you pick up uh, Thirteen Sentinels? No, I forgot. It was like five bucks, right? It was. It now was. it's back to like fifty. Back to fifty bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'll just have to wait for the next one. Next sale. <laughs> yeah. Well. Don't worry, man. It'll come up in two weeks. Yeah. I tell you, man, i I am out for the deals on like Steam from a Steam Deck. Like I see some great deals and I'm like I know it can go lower. <laughs> yeah, that, you know, and and that's and that's me. Like, I'll buy something, and then I'm still looking at. It, I'm like, man, I hope it doesn't go lower than this. 
<laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I hear you. I might, I might be able to swing a, a, some deals this uh, this holidays too. Pick up well, some fishing I mean, games. I, again, I we can just make and say, hey, here's an imaginary one hundred bucks. Where do, where do you go? Right. What do you do? <laughs> now you asked me that question last year, and I was like, uh, no. <laughs> I couldn't remember what I said. I was like, uh. For, for the last five years that I can remember, it's ever since I moved to Tennessee, and I've been here since 2015, so seven years actually. That's been something that I do. You know, I I build up reward points in the credit card, mm-hmm. and then I pull a hundred dollars, and it's like, all right, how how can I? What's the best mileage I can get out of this? So, how much can you get out of a five hundred dollar Amazon card? <laughs> okay so after <laughs> after it sat in my account for about a day and a half it's no longer 500 bucks <laughs> so i decided to buy this nice microphone right away <laughs> before it became zero bucks right <laughs> Yeah, man. Well, I'm glad you Be- pulled a trigger. <laughs> <laughs> Be- Bezos would be worried if 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 this household stopped buying stuff. <laughs> Quick. Yeah, he'd be calling me up, like saying, "Hey, man, everything okay?" Yeah, I ain't heard from him in a while. I ain't seen those credit card <laughs> numbers come across. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining hey. me. And, uh, so it was a pleasure. Yep. <laughs>